This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. What are voters interested in these days? Like, what is driving people to vote? In Alberta, over the last few weeks, we saw an electorate that seemed to be primarily concerned with economic issues. Anything else, and there was a lot of anything else, in the end, it didn't really register, it seems like. So is that an indicator of what's going on across the country or around the world? Does it change how political parties will approach their election campaigns? Remember, we saw some of that in BC, right, where the talk of affordability overtook everything else in 2017. So we wanted to talk more about this, find out more from someone who actually examines this for a living. Joining us now is Daryl Bricker, the Chief Executive Officer of Global Public Affairs at Ipsos Canada. Daryl, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me on. I know you've got this really interesting poll out where you took a look at what's happening in the UK right now. Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, yeah, the, the percentage of people, I can't try to remember the exact percentage that said that uh, people should actually be charged with a crime for circulating fake news. Now, it, it is interesting, uh, I think it was a strong majority that said that that was the case. It is interesting. We've done a whole bunch of experiments in Canada with uh, with people on the question of fake news, and you can see why it is such a problem, because uh, people can't figure out what is the, generally what the difference is between fake news and real news, and it doesn't have any correlation to whether or not you're well-educated or not. We have a really hard time with it. So the potential for it to be really destructive in the political system is definitely there. Yeah, we looked, took a look at that number. It was 70%. Uh, 70% yeah. of people worried that misinformation could influence the outcome of an election or referendum. And yet, what are we doing about the problem? Well, yeah, right now we're, we're being told that in Canada that, uh, that we're going to have a, a new process for, for taking a look at uh, what is fake news. But the, the truth is it's, it's really, in some instances, in the eye of the beholder. I mean, there's a, there's a difference between... Um, uh, you know, news that is created uh, uh, that is basically opinion, and you might not agree with the opinion, or you think it's based on facts that are incorrect, uh, but you know, would still be considered reasonable political commentary by most people. And things that are just outright lies, fabrications, you know, Photoshop pictures, and all and all that kind of thing. What the public seems to be talking about is that second type, which is really yeah. more of the somebody deliberately trying to lie. So it'll be interesting. We haven't had a lot of test cases that I can recall in which people have actually tested whether or not somebody could be charged or there'd be some sort of sanction put against them for doing that second type of thing. But for the first type of thing, uh, it's it's becoming harder and harder to differentiate yeah. what you know is reasonable opinion and uh, and uh, really an attempt to try and influence the uh, the election outcome, even if it is more of a shading than an actual lie. How do you think this has impacted how people how people decide to actually vote? And I know you've talked a bit about this as well. Is like what are voters focused on, and has what they are focused on changed? Do you think? Yeah, it was interesting to watch the Alberta campaign, and, and we also saw it. Uh, I'm talking to you today from Toronto in the Ontario campaign, where you've got you have the people on the progressive side of the agenda that are really focusing on the issue of tolerance and uh, in identity, and then you have people who are on the more conservative side that seem to be focused. If they're really on the you know strong partisan side on the conservative side, a similar kind of an argument, but. Essentially, these are very small groups of people talking to each other, yelling at each other, mostly on Twitter uh, or in other social yeah. media environments. What the average person is really focused on right now is the question of affordability and not 
affordability going forward, but affordability in their day-to-day life right now. So one issue we've seen jump up, and particularly in, uh, you know, in Vancouver, British Columbia, is housing. They want to have some relief on the housing file. Yeah. They don't want to spend all of their time talking about whether the immigration system works or doesn't. There are people who want to talk about that, but they really are more on the, sort of the emphatic uh, progressive side or the more conservative side. The average person out there is talking about how tough it is to find a decent place to live. So the parties that are able to connect with that, the politicians that are able to connect with those meat and potatoes daily issues are the ones that are going to have the advantage. So would you say then for people who are deciding how to vote, then it has become more personal? Yeah, it's become, and that's the interesting thing about politics. It's about what's happening in your own four walls and what's happening to your family. Are you feeling like you're progressing? Are you feeling like you're getting ahead? Do you feel like your family members are getting ahead? And the answer that Canadians are giving us these days is, no, actually, we were probably doing better in the past. Right. Interesting. So that before, do you think people were voting on like broader issues and now they're vote- voting on more personal issues? Well, the, the issues that are the broader issues are filtered through a personal filter. So when we talk about, say, for example, a, a price on pollution, and one side calls it that, and then the other side calls it a carbon tax, right. then we're having a debate about what the second part of it is, or uh, I guess a price on pollution would be the first part, which is the price or the tax, and how that affects me, as opposed to 10 years down the road, how it's going to affect uh, the environment, right? which is the, the t- it's the, that's the tough problem on the whole climate change issue, is people see, do believe that there's a, uh, you know, a climate, a, a real necessity to deal with climate change, but paying for it this moment today and their next trip down the road, that's when it starts to get a, turn into a bit of a problem, and that's where we are now. So essentially, this is what we're going to be seeing then, do you think, this fall, heading into the uh, federal election, that it's whatever party can make it the most personal? Yeah, I think that's what we're going to see. If anybody can sort of punch through and get onto people's doorsteps and talk to them about how they're going to make that that individual's life better, if they can make that connection, then that's probably we're going to they're going to have the best chance of success. Talking about issues that are, you know, huge in the world or big, you know, issues like climate change, although people if they've, you know, they're concerned about it, they're concerned about it, but uh, you know, big issues about identity and values and all that kind of thing are not as impactful to the average Canadian voter as something that can affect their day-to-day paycheck or what's happening in their own home. You know, this reminds me of, Daryl, it reminds me of like, you know, 15, 20 years ago when it was really popular for politicians to give like rebates, to give right. checks back to voters, even, and they claimed it was good for the economy, even though it showed that it didn't really provide that much of an economic boost because people just, you know, either put it in the bank or whatever. And yet still people loved it and they still voted based on the fact that they could get a rebate. And, and that's what the federal government is banking on for, the, uh, for their climate change plan, which is to say, look, most of you, 80% of you are actually going to end up with more money on your tax return if we do this. So they're hoping that they're going to have that same kind of an appeal. Uh, maybe they will, yet to be seen. When do you start polling then for that upcoming oh, federal every, election? Every day. Really? Every day. <laughs> All right. We look forward to hearing more about it. Daryl, thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Such an interesting conversation. That is Daryl Bricker, the Chief Executive Officer of Global Public Affairs at Ipsos.